Plan A. Uh, another special pod. We got Chong back. Chong, I we always get really good. I always get really good feedback from someone. Like when you come on, nice. uh, Chris had like a party recently, and he was telling me that one of some of the patrons were like, "Hey, we really like Chong. Put her oh, on." Wow. More. <laughs> What's so, wrong with them? <laughs> um, I think one of them tagged you on on Twitter. Oh, and, okay. And said you were the queen, KW. Oh, wow. And said we want more Chong, and I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Well, that's Fine. Nice. But Chong is. Yay. <laughs> you have a tight schedule. So we better record one before right. you're out for the next couple weeks, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I thought, let's strike while the iron's hot. Because last time we were on, we were talking with um, Hen and Katrina. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, we all got pretty lathered up <laughs> <laughs> and properly lathered up. And then, you know, like this is, I, I proposed this topic to you, which is this sort of like, uh, race like this very specific kind of racism, which a lot of leftists engage in, but yep. they don't call it racism; they hide it. Right. And it's always directed at Asian small businesses and Asian right. small business owners. And they look at um, the violent, like they they'll they'll cite to like the LA riots in '92 all the time, or they'll look at what happened to Asian uh, businesses, uh, which which is a just a subset of the businesses that were. Um, destroyed in Minneapolis in 2020. Right. Um, and they somehow work it into, and I'm talking about like committed online leftists who call themselves Marxist Leninists, who um, like n- refuse to refer to these people by mm-hmm. anything other than that they're um, pe- the, the petty bourgeoisie. Right. And that yep. therefore, according to them, these theory bros, Violence against them is totally justified. And I wanted to bring this up because it seems like you kind of know what I'm talking about. You've run into it before. Yeah. And I've, I've run in, I just ran into it like full bore. I saw some people talking about how, you know, the, the, the 92 riots was just an excuse for Koreans who hate black people to enact yep. violence upon them. And therefore, they should have been obliterated. Right. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's revisionist. It's inaccurate. It's fucking racist. Yeah, it is racist. It's totally racist. So, yeah, I was thinking earlier about um, there's this uh, it was a tweet and it's sort of a meme now. And it's sort of funny. Someone said something like, you know, how how the hell is cyberbullying even real? You can just close your eyes. Right. And, and I'm thinking like this stuff bothers me so much when I see it online. And if you close your eyes, you step away you think it's over, but it really isn't because I think this kind of obvious hatred of Asians among liberals and, or leftists and liberals more broadly, it's bi-directional with mass media, right? It, it, it gets filtered up and it gets filtered down. And we see this conflict stoking from major media sources. We saw it with, you know, why did Koreans not watch the little mermaid, right? Why did China not watch, I don't know, whatever movie of the week it is. You know, it's it's like they they pick and choose out of all of the scores of countries that, you know, didn't really go out in droves to see this one movie, they pick Korea. And I think it's part of of like manufacturing consent for war, right, for conflict with Korea in general to depict Koreans 
regardless of whether it's Koreans in Korea or Korean Americans, but to depict them as racist, as colorist, as hateful people whom, like you said, deserve everything that's coming to them. And, you know, it's it's just so violent and so unnecessary. And, you know, nobody listens to Korean perspectives. None of these people have seen any of the films produced by Koreans, Korean Americans on the LA riots, for example. They haven't read any books, any literature. They just use this as an opportunity to spew out stuff that they already think. Like, nothing's going to change their mind about Koreans or Asians in general. It's just like, I'm racist and I'm just going to use this as as an excuse. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, you know, when you say there, it feeds um, or, or, or it... it Filters, yeah. Filters, and, yeah, and it interacts with the mainstream media. I think that you know, it does so through a certain kind of learned logic, right? Like mm-hmm. they're teaching a certain way to think about this where you can advocate basically for vi- you could just openly advocate for violence against and I'm not I'm not even exaggerating. Like mm-hmm. I got I I what I do is like, okay, I, I actually these days I don't really get worked up on Twitter. I'm not upset. Yeah. I, I'm probing to see like, okay. How seriously do you guys take this shit? Right. Like, like how far are you going to go? Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I saw them going after, um, you know, someone like a mutual and she was kind of like disgusted by how they were using Marxist language mm. um, to to just paint. They're basically broad br- brushstroke all small business owners as um, basically you know, part of a class that needs to be overthrown in the righteous leftist communist struggle, which is right. Like, where are you getting this, dude? This is America. What are you talking right, about? A class of oppressors, no matter their individual histories, no matter yeah. what's been done to them, no matter why they're even here in this godforsaken country in the first place. Right. right. And exactly. so, uh, you know, so I'm just going out there like, okay, how, like, for example, there's uh, this guy, Third World Bonapartist, who apparently oh, a lot of mutuals that I know follow him oh, oh. as um, as uh, like this, you know, hub of leftist, you know, hot takes and stuff. And he tweeted about how, um, you know, what people forget is that, quote, rooftop Koreans um, is that a lot of them already hated black people. They weren't defending their small business so much as seeing an opportunity to kill and they took it. Oh, and geez. then and then someone said, well, I wonder why they hated black people. And he says, well, probably for the same reason most small business owners who gentrify neighborhoods with subsidies from the city government hate the impoverished people of color already living there. Hmm. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, as much as disgusting as this is, he is wrapping this in leftist thinking in a way that will convince people that this isn't racism, that advocating for violence, when you see... uh, I don't like again. I'm not. I think this whole assumption that it was black versus Korean is uh, completely wrong in the first place when it comes yeah. to the '92 riots. So there you right. go. Um, but to frame it that way, to say that we advocate for we we were on the side of violence against Korean business owners because that was part of this leftist struggle, and we oh, hate geez. landowners and they own the most of these shop owners right. own the property, and therefore they should. I'm like, okay, yeah. like, 
this is getting very fucking weird to me. Like this yeah. is starting to sound like a very highly coded dog whistle to say, go attack Asian b- small business owners. It's okay. Right. Yeah. It, it's like a post hoc reasoning um, for, for a hate crime or anything that you can look back and say, well, you know, to begin with, they, they, they deserve it. Here's why. And I think it, like you said, it dresses, dresses it up in this language that offers this plausible assumption to, to these young kids. And they're all young. Like if you click on their profiles, they're, they're 19, they're 22. You know, I was an idiot at 22 as well. Right. But I thought I was smart. And that's the thing. They, they think they're smart. One, one guy I just noticed wrote something about me saying, you know, this woman is calling people who are against racist Koreans, many of, of whom committed war crimes for the U.S. and Vietnam, racist. Fucking believable. Unbelievable. Right. Because they don't support <laughs> petite bourgeois racist shooting at black protesters. Right. That there's so many historical, like, in so many historically incorrect things in just that one tweet and so many assumptions, but you see it you know, other people see it and they immediately, it's got all the right things, right? Like, oh, war crimes, bad, right? Supporting the US, bad. Um, racist, bad. Petite bourgeois, bad. Click, like, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you think, what are you endorsing? Like, why are you a pussy? Why don't you just say, like, I hate, I hate you gooks. You know, I, I hate Korean people and I, I hope somebody kills them all, right? Or, or something, but I feel like it's almost like I almost have more respect for people who just come out and say it because the fact that you have to couch it in this pseudo intellectual, I've done the reading, I know my history, you have to couch it in this language just shows you're, you're just a coward. Yeah, like I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around like what is motivating this. Like I, I am convinced like after probing some of these people that – they actually have a lot of racial animus towards Asians yeah, and a specific class of Asians for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it's there. But yeah. they're engaged, I think, mostly in self-delusion at this point where I, I really believe that they, they, they kind of think that they're right. Like they're sure. Yeah. You know, and I like there's this one guy I'm like pointing out. I'm just like, okay, at the end of the day, dude. Like, you know, and he, he posted a real picture of himself as his profile. Oh and he's a like kind of a long haired, uh, you know, white dude with like circular sunglasses, just sort of like that. Um, probably in his like mid to late 20s kind of guy who's still trying to coast on being like leftist, cool, dissident guy or whatever. Right. And I'm like, look, man, at the end of the day, what you are, first of all, you're completely historically inaccurate about what happened in L.A., yeah, totally. but in your mind, it was blacks versus Koreans. Okay, right. that's in, what's in your mind. At the end of the day, what I'm telling you as an Asian person is that you are exactly the kind of white person who likes and cheers on in, interracial violence. Yeah, between minorities, that's what you are, right. and you're you're using some theory that you read but don't understand mm-hmm. uh, to to justify this. And I'm like, I don't know if you know this about yourself. I don't yeah. really care, yeah. but you are just a straight up fucking, you know, like white psyop guy who's trying to instigate intra- interracial violence between blacks and Asians. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's all you are, dude. Right. Yeah. 
and and you're not very smart and other people, you know, and and these people individually are one thing, but the people that listen to them that that fall for this, um, it's even more disturbing how popularized this is. Um, you know, part of it too, like looking at, for example, rooftop Koreans, right? Now that's become a meme. There's even academic studies of using rooftop Koreans as a meme, like in sociology. People people look at that, you know, it, it's become a sort of white supremacist symbol in a way, because what could be whiter than guns, self-protection against a so-called black mob, when in reality, that's not even what those people were doing. We know the racial makeup of the people that were rioting and looting. And it was not, like you said, it wasn't primarily a black versus Korean conflict. And, you know, let's talk about the lack of protection of the police and how people were kettled and they kind of drew a boundary around where these businesses were in the first place. But nobody talks about that. It's it, it's just the Koreans on top of the roof, whether it's people on the right that, that look at them as some kind of heroes or as people on the left that say, oh, these people were deeply racist, you know, all they cared about. And here's another thing. When they say like all they cared about was their businesses, like there's something wrong with not wanting your livelihood to go up and smoke. You know, this really these small businesses are are all these people had. And it's not like they were, you know, rolling in the dough, owning 20 or 30 stores around the country. I mean, th these are small biz businesses that these people worked in, you know, day in and day out, seven days a week. So, yeah, you don't want to see your shit get burned. How is that a controversial position? I don't get it. You know, this is these are I don't get it either. And that's why I go probe some of these guys. And there was this yeah. one guy who's especially bad. His handle is Ruka, R-U-K-A. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Freak. You know, Ruka. OK, so his handle is Das Ruka. I'm like, OK, it's, there's oh, going to be a boy. problem. Edgy. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a total fucking edgelord. You know, I, I have no handle on this guy or what his like identity right. is, but it's it's very basementy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <clears throat> and um. So, look, I'm just probing and I'm like just wondering how he would handle certain things. So I said, OK, you know, you're making these categorical statements about small business owners as inherently, you know, uh, reactionary element. And so therefore right. uh, their willingness to use physical violence to protect private property is, you know, part of their character. And so um, they must be uh, there. They, you know, basically they must be killed. Great. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I wonder if you would have. Set, would you apply the same thinking to Jewish business owners in 1938 Germany during Kristallnacht, which is exactly right. what happened to them, yep. right? I just wanted to see, like, what would you say if I – would you have the balls to go and say, yeah, they, des they deserved it? Like, yep. I don't think you do, you know? Right. And he goes, are you – you're the one now – you're comparing poor black residents of Compton – to Nazis. That's who you are. And I'm like, no. these guys are fucking tricky. I was like, once I saw that, I was like, we're dealing with a fairly tricky element here. Like they know how to gaslight. They know how to deflect. Yeah. Uh, they, these are not basic simpletons. Like he knows how to cheat. Right. In, uh, in an argument. Right. Nobody normal would look at that comparison. Like you're, com you're comparing the workers and the business owners not not the people that are so-called on the other end of it. 
there's yeah, I'm no not even, way. I'm just saying like you're right. I'm just taking your your statement yeah. and saying, do you have the would you apply that to to a case where clearly like history is not right. on would not be on the side of your conclusion? Like, would right. you have the intellectual honesty? And he didn't answer the question. No. He accused me of being anti-Semitic. And I'm like, of course, I wasn't mad about this. I was just like these we're dealing with fairly sophisticated gaslighters here. Right. Like they, I, they I know even, how to bully people. I even saw someone, I forgot who, but in that thread posted a photo from the riots of two black men protecting their own store. And, and I think there was, they had written like black owned, whatever with guns and said, okay, well, what about these guys? And I think he blocked the person immediately right. for posting that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So so there you go. I mean, it it's like he knew enough to jump on the the one thing that could easily get inflamed, right? Like yes. when there's two fires going, he chose the fire he he knows is going to start, you know, consuming everybody. Yeah. Like an yeah, like an idiot. That's yeah. And, and so I I I'm like, wow, these guys are so like goal oriented and mm-hmm. such bad faith in terms of like, because, you know, I think like I could, like if, if there was a committed leftist who really wanted to talk about the class character of small business right. owners, go have at it. I mean, like, okay, let's talk about it. W- would you say that like uh, honest question, would you say that about Jewish business owners in Germany that right. had their stores wrecked? Would, would you say that about, so for example, like we know that there were Asian businesses that were destroyed um, in the George Floyd protests in Minneapolis in 2020 Mm-hmm. And a lot of the a lot of them were Asian owned, and a lot of the Asian store owners were sort of pressured, and mm-hmm. I think in a very disgusting way, but pressured by media to make statements that they didn't mind right. that that happened, and that George that there needed to be justice. I'm like both. I I don't think that them excusing the destruction of their livelihood means that they don't care for justice, uh, for George for for George Floyd, but the media sort of pressured them into it to say, look, are you as the business owners, you're, you're the ultimate voice on this. Like basically like, do you want to, are you going to press this case? Like, was this actually a crime against you? And the media was basically kind of bullying them into saying no. So in like to, to an extent that they actually got to the 16 year old daughter of a, of a Bangladeshi family where she said, let it burn. I was glad to see it. I was proud to see it burn. In fact, well, they read the room. I mean, yeah. what are they going to say? What are they going to say? That's kind of what I said in last week's pod about the Korean family that was attacked. What do you expect them to say? Yeah. Right. All mm-hmm. eyes are on them. So I think they picked the best answer because that that is expected right, of them. Right. That's expected of them. Um, it's this idea of collective guilt and collective debt. Like we owe everything to, you know, people. So... Uh, we have to accept a certain amount of getting dicked by America, regardless of how it happens. It's just you you can't say no to that. Yep. Yeah. And I, I think they're just the, the, the media understands that um, that this is like a potential um, fulcrum for, uh, you know, the right wing to come in and bash the protests to say these were nothing but mere. This is just mere looting. Right. And property destruction. And they know that people aren't going to be particularly sympathetic to a target or right. to a police station. But these poor immigrants. Right. Like, you know, you could spin a story there. And so they got the media got to them first. It was a question of getting to them first and then pressuring them to say the thing. 
Right. And I was like, it's very weird to have the 16 year old daughter of the family write a piece in the newspaper. But there was a real urgency to this. But then I posted another story on NPR that wasn't quite as sensitive to the politics around this. And it was about a Somali American who ha- was pleading with protesters not to burn his building down, saying oh, that boy. it was collectively owned by, you know, and I was like, well, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. No answer. Oh, no of answer. Not. Right. Because it's not the right minority group. Yeah. Right now, everything is about, you know, Chinese and Koreans, pretty much. You know, these are the groups that we we get all of these mainstream media stories about how they're the most racist out of everyone, right? They're the most uh, anti-Black, the most racist, uh, white adjacent, honorary whites, etc. So what better way to prove that than to keep litigating you know, the L.A. riots to keep litigating, uh, you know, the the other protests. And it just continues. It comes up every so often. And I think everyone is so tired of it because these people that keep bringing it up, like, are unwilling to to do any of the work, to do any of the readings, to really talk about what it means to be a middleman minority, you know, that sort of sociological term of you know, it used to be Jewish people, right? In in certain neighborhoods. It could be like Indians in East Africa. In the 1980s and 90s in uh, Flatbush, it was Koreans, you know, with grocery stores, right? Like this is a thing that we can talk about. And if you want to address things like racism, hostility, you know, getting into fights, whatever, you can talk about the history and talk about why, these people are in these neighborhoods to begin with, right? Um, but instead, painting them as greedy, um, petite bourgeoisie who have this huge amount of power and huge amount of control, that's just not historically accurate at all. But it's just much easier to paint them with, you know, this this brush and these terms because no one wants to touch it. It's, it's kind of the overarching theme of these hot button issues. Same with anti-Asian hate crimes, which I've been talking about for years now, is nobody really wants to get their hands dirty and talk about things. So it's easier to either paint everyone with a broad brush or to just check out completely and, and make stupid platitudes about we need to address X, Y, Z instead of talking about the true issues. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and he did something, uh, I think it was Ruka, who he is probably being a a little bit on the older side of these, um, I think they're all just sort of like loser chaos agent people, right? Like, they they don't have a lot going on in life, so they just become these, like, chaos agents, and they get off on, like, you know, cheering on, they get off on, and I say this, not out of pure derision, okay? I will honestly say that part of me understands Part of me understands the desire to see chaos, but they've taken it to a level where they actually want to see violence and killing. Sure. And and I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, I'm just talking about I'd like to see another bank maybe fail. <laughs> right? right. Like you're talking about you want to see people getting killed on the streets. Like that's fucked, you know? Yeah. But I, I do think it's an extreme version of the thing that impels me to kind of want to see sometimes people get their comeuppance. Like right. You know, like, I don't mind when Disney comes out and announces a disaster, <laughs> you know, right. a disaster earnings quarter, and they start to lay a bunch of people off. Now, 
I'm sure there's very good people that got laid off, and that's very sad. Right. Uh, but part of me just doesn't care. I'm like, dude, I just don't care. I'm like, fuck all of you. You know? And it's, yeah. Is that is that socially positive? Probably not. But like, yeah. Well, I mean, I I sometimes feel that way about academia. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean, really, and I you know I I do feel bad because you know I'm a good person, but at the same time, when I look at some of this shit that passes for academic work. When I look at how many of these academics are such, such grifters and, you know, have no regard for the, the interest of the community they're purportedly representing. When I see another program closing or another, you know, I just sit there and I, I, I give my wry smile. I say, well, you know, if you weren't s- such shit people, then yeah. I would probably feel bad, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to. It, it is. And, and it is motivated out of schadenfreude, right? Like there there has yeah. to be a bit of animus towards the, the people who are suffering this. So what, because I understand that to an extent, I understand the schadenfreude. I understand the, 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 the somewhat the joy that comes from watching something fall apart, someone getting the comeuppance. I yeah. realize that you do have to hate that person to an extent. Like you, maybe not the person, but like what that person represents to you mm-hmm. in order to feel it. And I'm like, I clearly sense based off of my probing of these people online, this is a racial resentment. This is yeah. certainly about them being Asian because they, they will not say it about any other group. I mean, they'll say it about white people. But they don't really care about that. Right. They're not really talking about that. They're talking about these frontline Asian people. Right. Because that's easy to say. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's not edgy, right? Yeah. Right. Anyone can make fun of white people online and zero people will get offended at all. It does. uh, I'm talking among liberals and leftists, right? It's it's cool to make fun of white people. It doesn't matter. But yeah, they know whom to target and they're very calculating. And and as much as I hate to compare, but but I also think, too, that Asians And I'm not saying it's our responsibility to crush these people because some of them I do think are a little bit crazy and and some of the vitriol is just a little too angry. You know what I mean? You mean on the left? Yeah, right. That's what I mean. I mean, it it does seem like people who are are almost radicalized against Asian Americans, right? Because you get them going and, and you start reading you know, these, these threads that they're posting and you really do see a lot of hateful language. It's not, it's not coming from a place of like, you know, I'm a leftist, so I want to, uh, you know, teach or I want to instruct. I want to show people there's a better way to live or anything like that. It's more, it's vitriol and hatred. And, and I think, it, it, it doesn't look to me much different than that crazy Allen, Texas shooter guy. Like the things he said about Asians were so hateful and disgusting. I don't see much of a difference. Why? Why Asians? Like, where does that come from? Is it a, you think it's a personal experience with Asians? Like, I always mm-hmm. wonder, like, did this guy get turned down by, by uh, yeah. an Asian friend or something like someone? You know, like what what happened? Like, why? Or is it just simply you know what China Max said like the week at Eden they just know that right. Asians yeah, are an easy maybe. target and fuck them like we need, some, right. we need to kill someone so we'll kill them short straw right it could be um I'm imagining if some of these kids are from lower middle class households maybe 
they live next to, you know, post-1965 Asian immigrants that came right. here with degrees in hand. Mm. You know, they live next to the family that got attacked on the F train, a bunch of doctors living in Nevada, probably with a huge house with a pool. So so maybe it's that. It's it's wait a second, how are you doing better than my family? That's not the, the way of line. things. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, so if we do know these kids' social class, it might be that. It's just a deep rancor and resentment of rich-ass Koreans. What's crazy is that those, those aren't the rich-ass uh, uh, Koreans. It, the, the, sad, the saddest part of it is that it is a certain, there is a certain class of Asians in America that end up representing Asians as a whole for these people. Mm-hmm. But then the 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 fallout from that like the pain that they want to like um, enact on Asians is the brunt of that is taken on by Asians of a different lower social class and so it's it's kind of a double injury to me it's like you know you're you're saying you you're saying all this stuff about rich Asians but then you take it out on you know like liquor store owners and uh, beauty shop owners in 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 the inner city, like that's who you think is the appropriate target here. Like, why don't these people ever, I'm not saying they should do this, but like, why don't they ever speak up against, uh, you know, Asian venture capitalists or they never talk about that. No, exactly. Or Asian slumlords. Yeah. There's plenty of them, right? There's plenty of Asians who, you know, exploit other people too, but they look at the corner store owners who can't afford to hire people. So they, 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 and they need to help their friends or their family with chain migration. So, you know, I give my cousin a job, he can move here. And they look at that and, and they're saying, oh, they're racist. They don't want to hire other people because they literally can't. So they take it out on them. I mean, I, I wonder if it's just that the image of, of Asianness is the former, right? Is the so-called model minority successful type. And that, you know, they they can't look at the reality of, like you look at New York City, these studies come out all the time. There was one recently on Asian poverty and Asians are at the top of the list, especially Asian seniors in New York City. They're yeah. at the top of the list when it comes to impoverished, top of the list when it comes to language barriers, you name it, loneliness, all of these really dreadful things. But that will never be the face of like, it's like who they're hating doesn't match up with who who they're talking about or who they resent the most. Like, how can you resent someone? Like, if, if you're a leftist and you're supposed to be for workers, how can you resent workers just because they happen to be Asian? It doesn't make sense, which is why I say just say it. If, if you have this racism, own up to it. I'd almost respect you more. I mean, I don't respect you. I fucking hate you, you know? Yeah, but at but, least, like, you're you're standing up for your position. Like, right, you're, exactly. you're not completely fucking self-deluded. Right. And thinking that you're, um, you know, the American Lenin or whatever the fuck you think you oh, are. Geez. When, in fact, you are uh, advocating for, an, uh, like, an ethnic purge. Yeah. That's what you're right. fucking doing. You are like not that different than Hitler in a way, like to be honest, you know, if, yeah. if that's what you want and you know, okay. So this Ruka guy um, did this thing where it, it dawned on me that a lot of these people is presume that 
comparing anything to anti-Semitism is like a third rail and we're not allowed to do it. So he's asking me like, or he said it was him or someone, someone else, one of these, they're all the same to me. But one of these chaos losers was like, um, are you, are you compare? You're, you're comparing the, uh, destruction of property of asian americans to the to the genocide of a whole people oh boy meaning the and i said you know what yeah i am because that that's actually how it started exactly was was the it was the destruction of property that started it that's that's what started before and i said the larger issue of anti-asian racism and and political persecution in the united states is a much deeper and more serious topic, but you don't know anything about that, and you're not, you don't care. Yeah. But I am not going to shot back down because you are hiding behind someone else's atrocity, right? Right. Yeah. And so, to me, I'm like, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to make comparisons because that's the whole point of history is to learn from it. If we're not allowed to learn from it, then what is the point of learning it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, to me, I'm like, okay. I, I, I will draw comparisons that I see to anti-Semitism. I think a lot of anti-Asian racism fits a lot of the things that I see and find strange about anti-Semitism. For example, like a lot of anti-Semitic violence is borne out on like very visibly Jewish people that are ju- from generally pretty poor backgrounds like the Hasidic or Orthodox communities yep. in like Brooklyn. Like they take a lot of the shit, yep. but they do not embody the globalist George Soros type anti-Semitic tropes that are used to justify the violence against them. And that really brings me to my, in in my mind kind of brings some clarity as to what's going on here, which is like Asians get collapsed into the most socially reviled people, which are the poors, Mm -hmm. the immigrants who don't speak your language. They don't understand what you're saying. They don't know. They can't, you know, they're not in, you know, they're not responding to you the way you expect people to respond to you or whatever. They yep. look different. They dress different. They talk different. They eat different. Right. So there's that level. And then added on top of that, they graft all the other like upper class tropes of, you know, being complicit with a globalist cabal, you know, uh, you know, stealing your jobs, um, destroying America from the inside, mm-hmm. spying, spying, all this stuff, like all the, you know, the tentacle stuff. Yep. Yeah. You can't trust them. Yeah. Yep. So I'm like, that's to me what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that lower, the, the, the lower on the rung, the socioeconomically Asians are, the more viscerally they're hated because we all viscerally like tend to react more to people like different from us right right and then that that sort of like visceral you know distaste for another group is justified by all these like myths and stories that have been written about asian people but at that sort of like higher globalist level or whatever you know uh conspiracy level conspiracy theory level stuff is all about and i'm like okay well so that's why when there were California wildfires, Marjorie Taylor Greene's going out talking about Jewish space lasers, right. space lasers <laughs> that were that were that were owned by the Rothschilds that were yeah. igniting this stuff. And then now in Maui, people are literally going out like they're printing articles about what are, what are those green Chinese space lasers? 
Oh, God. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is really yeah. fucking weird, man. I wonder, you know, when you mention hate crimes against visibly Jewish people, you know, I, I see, you know, these attacks on the news every once in a while. Haven't seen one in a while, but when you see them, and it does seem to be very similar to some of the, you know, random attacks on Asian people. And it is someone who's visibly other, and it's usually a young person, and it's a quick punch, it's grabbing their head, pushing them down, and that's it. No words are exchanged, nobody yells a slur. It's it's almost like I'm letting off some steam against people that I feel safe doing this to because I know nothing's going to happen to me. I call this an NPC kill because like, yeah, wow. you know, it's like in, in, um, in when you're playing Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. Um, you have these, like, you can just kill people randomly and right. get away with it. Right. Um, and people do it just sort of to, for fun. They just do it because it's like, right. it, I wonder what would happen if I punched this guy in the face, like right in the yeah. middle of the street. Yeah. Nothing. Well, we know nothing you know? happens. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I wonder if this, um, this, I guess, figure, the Asian figure, which is at once poor, downtrodden, doesn't speak English, robotic, but is also powerful enough to steal your job and to to uh, blow up the country from within, which is what that crazy white lady said when she stabbed that young Chinese college girl in the head. She said, these people are coming to blow up our country. So, so how do you, how do you hate someone who you clearly think is beneath you, has no power, doesn't even speak the language, blah, blah, blah. Yet also this person's going to be your downfall. It's a very weird um, dichotomy embodied in one person, which I think is very strange. I don't know if that's something that historically was, you know, like historical trope, because I, I kind of think it's new, but. Well, I think that it, it it it's a backwards logic where it's like, I want to enact violence on the other, mm. which is a universal, like we know that, right? Like is is a is a very that happens all the time. But there are um clear um you know sanctions on enacting that violence. Mm. But then every now and then uh you get a story that coalesces that sort of justifies that kind of violence that that I feel like there's a default um, uh, uh, attraction towards or, or compulsion towards. Right. There is a compulsion towards violence against Asians, I think, because um, a lot of Asians are seen as v- visibly different, like viscerally different, an alien. And, you know, we just, just, we just don't like that, right? Like that people just don't fucking like that. But there is embargoes on that you're not allowed to do that until some story coalesces Hmm. where now it's open season they're they're saying for this group it's okay you see because they're actually part of this white supremacist or globalist cabal or whatever you want to do they're part they're actually part of this evil plan they're agents of evil and so yeah you 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 can act on that violent in fact it's it's good for you to do that Right. And that's all I, I honestly, this is all I saw with these this this guy Ruka and this and these people um, was this twisted self delusion. Like I don't think they were smart enough to truly be like manipulating the puppet strings. They were 
they are subject to like a kind of delusion themselves, but they want to be subject to that delusion because it justifies their violent um, impulses. But it doesn't make it makes them feel good, not bad about that. Impulse. Right. It's a way to understand their own hate. Yeah. 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 yeah, to, yeah. to justify. It. Yeah. I was I was looking too. I, I posted this thing I, I just wrote. Yeah. If if you're, you know, like a you're a racist, uh, virulent anti-Asian racist online commie, don't follow me. And and some some weirdo posted this reply like one conflict in the 90s and racist MFs think black people are lynching Asian people on a daily basis and posting shit straight out of Stormfront. That's me? Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm posting out of Stormfront because I said if you're an anti-Asian racist go fuck yourself. That's, well, that, that's that's the that's the ultimate way to excommunicate someone who who previously was seen as part of their leftist quote leftist community is to call them. I mean, I saw them do that to that account, Ray Murasami. You know that. Oh account. yeah. Oh, I, I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's great. But see, the funny thing is, like, I'm not. I don't think she's like Japanese. I, I don't think she's like ethnically Japanese. I, she's British, from what I I don't know much about her personally. I'm not trying to dox her or anything. I'm just right. saying this. This is all I know about her, and then, I think that's publicly known. But like. Right. After she started pushing back against some of these guys, yeah. and this is very recently, on the same thing that you're exactly what we're talking right. about, um, they started calling her like uh, fascist and Hitler, oh whatever. And then one of them called her the second coming of Hideki Tojo. And I'm like, see, wow. you see, you see like you've got yep. racial there. You said that nobody ever says Tojo, right? Everyone says Hitler. But you said Tojo yep. because her handle is Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you did you it. You had that in your back pocket and you couldn't wait to finally use that on someone yeah. because you were thinking it anyway, right? You yeah. you just need an excuse to use that, you know, to, you have to, you need an excuse to racialize something that you are not articulate enough to say, right? You just throw a couple words towards that person, right? That you can't articulate and just like they they did to me saying that oh i'm i'm racist for standing up for myself i'm i'm calling you anti asian because that's how you're behaving and that's how you're acting right and you then turn around and say well you know you're posting shit straight out of stormfront which is is just you know no i'm not yeah, but you know, it, it just reveals <laughs> to me that these groups are very toxic groups they're not yeah supportive groups they're not they're not groups that are trying to build like relationships of of respect and you know some kind of communal cause or whatever these are very toxic packs yep. of that, that i think are committed to seeing um and and enacting chaos like they and 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 i i kind of understand that impulse is what i'm saying is like i'm not totally like you you know this is just completely foreign to me but i i do fear that like this is something that because they're younger maybe and they're they're not as placed in the world as uh <laughs> as us olds right. um i'll speak for myself um that they can't they're they're like they're they're subject to the same toxic bullying environment you know social uh, dynamics, and so you know they'll pile on people just to avoid being the 
the bottom, you know, being the, 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 um, whatever. The one who's piled on. Yeah. 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 So they'll do that. And, you know, in those environments, I feel like Asians always get fucked because it's, it, the Asian is the visible minority, um, that can be easily singled out. And that I think is one of the reasons why Asians get picked on. I, I, I suspect that these people don't, it is not a prerequisite for them to have underlying um, personal reasons to dislike Asians. They Maybe just not. are looking yeah. for someone to be the bottom so that right. they're not the bottom. Yeah. And the Asian, you know, they're always pushing the Asian to the bottom. Yeah. And, my feeling of it. and there's this convenient, you know, purported black Korean conflict that they can continue to refer to. Right. As to justify examples. all of it all the time. Right. There's these there's rude no, Koreans, you know, yeah. which are now a meme, a, a mere talking point that, again, they can pull out of their pocket and say, OK, well, this is what you people are. We're going to distill the entirety of Korean American immigration and history to, to this one image as a symbol of your white adjacency, your racism you're a petty bourgeoisie and it's really it's really dehumanizing to be reduced to that and um i don't even you know i don't care about these people i hate them like their biggest problem is their mom burned their pizza rolls by putting yeah. them in the microwave <laughs> yeah. too long right like that's their biggest problem yeah they, they got to move out of their mom's basement eventually one of these days right they uh they probably smoke a lot of weed, play video games all day, and they and they hurl this stuff at people. Yeah. But still, like I, I don't care about them. I'm just saying that <laughs> um They're leading the revolution from their basement. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know how influential this stuff is, but it does seep through to mainstream media. And and I think it's you know, it it's this circle that just continues. Every every so often, there's another news cycle about something bad that East Asians. It's usually East Asians, right? It's never Japanese people. It's always Koreans or Chinese, right? About something bad that one of them did. So the next time there's some sort of hate crime, you see it in in the comments on these stories. You see it. Well, you guys, you know, shouldn't have, you know, rooftop Koreans. Well. So maybe you deserved it or just another story, the little mermaid movie. It's anything. And, and it does just cycle back and forth and no one listens to us at all. Um, you try, but like when you were trying to, you know, back these people into a corner, they're just not smart enough. So they just lash out ad hominem, you know, they latch on to the one thing that, you know, that that they think you might have did wrong and then it's over. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just continually point to the fact that you're I'm like, you're just hiding your racism against yeah. Asians. And they, yeah. the thing is, they, they, they will never the one weakness that they have, like you said, compared to, um, you know, like a like an out like an out of the closet racist is right. they, they will do whatever it takes to hide their racial animus. Yeah. They, they they will never say it's because it's Asia it's the it, Koreans or no it's small business owners and I'm just following, uh you know Lenin or you know I'm just following uh right. <laughs> you know communist doctrine or yeah. whatever, and um I I, I do agree that th- this is uh not this I think it's a bi-directional thing that's going on mm-hmm. where it's like they, they they these these very um 
intense and I, you know, this very extremist shit that goes online feeds into and then takes back out of the mainstream, you know, very thematically similar things. And I think that what's going on broadly is um, a macrocosm of like what I see. Um, I almost think of Twitter as a microcosm of like a way to just sort of like observe the world in a sort of more controlled environment, but but also more intense, you know, um, mm-hmm. but thematically very similar. And I think one of the themes that I'm picking up on is that Asians are defenseless when it comes to the rhetoric of like social justice, right? Like people, there people are free to construct narratives about Asians that will be widely approved, uh, like or accepted. Um, and a- Asians, by and large, like regular Asian people, like really have no say in this. We have yeah, and we can't push back on it because when you try, you get called a racist. There's someone, you know, who who will point to something, and also look at who speaks for Asians. It's exactly. the same yeah. three or four academics every time. NBC, Asian America. Who do they interview? You know it, and I know it. It's the same people, and it's as though these are you know the people speaking on Asians' behalf. And when you try to push back on it, either no one listens or it just becomes a total and complete mess. And and like Hen said in the movie, we're politically homeless. <laughs> we have no one um, to speak out for us. And I have to say, Kenny Shu's uh, term, inconvenient minority, I think is really brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's it, is a good, it is a good term. It yep. is because mm-hmm. everything we were just saying about the wave of hate crimes really was pretty inconvenient for the left. Yes. Because it emerged out of abolitionist discourse, everyone reading up on what, you know, defunding the police, everything. And then look what happens. You fucking people have to get yourselves killed <laughs> just when we were agreed that we yeah. don't want any more police. Yeah. Do, do you remember there was, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, this, it gets tricky because like a lot of this stuff does get pulled out of uh, right wing groups because they're, yeah. sadly, uh, sometimes there is overlap in terms of like interests. Mm-hmm. And it's that's a very ugly thing to say. Yeah. But look, that's true of Kenny Shu and SFFA. I yep. like there definitely are, I would say, right wing elements to SFFA. But like I told Kenny, I was like, look, uh, I'm a, I'm like a free agent here. Like I'm watching out after myself and my group. And if I need to uh, if if I find that my interests line up with another group for limited purposes, like, you know, I will take credence to what they say. So, for example, Project Veritas is a right-wing group that is always trying to you know get see like discredit liberal media like cnn or whatever right and but they're the only group that had ever pursued the story because they're literally pursuing a story about cnn like cnn's not going to report on cnn and so they had um this is very eye-opening they 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 had one of their like undercover operatives or whatever match a cnn producer on a tinder date and she secretly covertly recorded their date (laughs) and he was talking about how there was all this wave of anti-asian crime and during the covid of a period and they wanted to cover it but then he found out he said our reporters found out that a lot of the people who were committing it were black men 
And he said, on you know, in recorded, he was like, what are you guys doing? We're trying to help you out with the BLM thing. What is this? Oh, and so he said they couldn't. He was like, we had to dial back coverage because it became, as Kenny said, inconvenient for their narrative. They, they didn't know how to they didn't know what the messaging could, you know, how the messaging would work. Right. If they started reporting on anti-Asian violence that was committed by black men because right. it went against this other big story that they right. were behind in shortly like, after the abolitionist abolitionist movements and defunding and yeah. you know we don't need police anymore whatever and then asians started getting pushed over and stabbed in the streets and so now now what you yeah. people are so annoying yeah you're you're ruining our our narrative here you're cramping our style so yeah. My my take from it though was more like I did I wasn't so much mad at CNN as like this evil mm-hmm. thing. I was just more like that is what they are. Like stop right. the, the key is to not put too much faith in CNN or any other news media source. Like they have an agenda that doesn't sure. necessarily make it evil, but they're, you know, if you're not getting your story told like there's a reason. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's best to know what that reason is. So Yeah. Right. I I saw I remember that I just felt like that was all the evidence I needed to kind of have get my mind wrapped around this and just be like okay I understand this now I'm not going to get terribly angry about this because what the CNN guy is saying actually makes sense to me in a weird way right it's just against my interests yeah, yeah. you know and so the question now is like how do we what exactly do Asians do you know uh how exactly do we uh operate in this kind yeah. of environment where... how do we operate in the world yeah well I can tell you any attempt to act in your own interest in your own group's interest is highly not only discouraged but it's considered ungrateful right you're when it comes to things like schools the affirmative action, things like that. It, you're ungrateful. You owe a debt to this country. You know, you shouldn't organize for yourselves. There's other people who are suffering before you or instead of you. And that's kind of what I get the sense that that's what's been happening um, here is that people are very fearful of what happens when Asians vote as a block when they get together. I mean, you saw it with the elections, the mayor elections, et cetera, in New York City. You see it in San Francisco. And I think people are taking stock of that. I mean, they don't really care. All they do is complain about it. And it becomes yet another reason to to say anti-Asian things and to treat us as just one entity. But but I do think, you know, you you owe it to yourself to act in your own interests. And you don't have to um virtue signal about anything you just do what you have to do for your own family to keep your family safe you know whatever be successful but i do think yeah people are definitely afraid of they're afraid of us in some ways i think yeah i i've found uh over the past however many years that me and my friends have been doing like planning and stuff is that like uh the more we talk just sort of like openly about what we see as is being done to us, mm-hmm. like the sort of like media manipulations and, and all that stuff. And then the having this sort of like comprador class of like media representatives who seem to always 
like speak for you, but then like undermine you at the same time. But right. But backwards in a tricky way where like half of us think they're they're actually trying to help us. You know, like a, a very frustrating shit. I started hearing from like uh other minority groups like people like-minded black and hispanic americans who would follow us and be like yeah yeah we got our own version of this oh okay you know and they were like yeah 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 this is how we feel about the root <laughs> you know or this is how we feel about this uh you know talking head black person who's always you know um, you know, going on news and speaking on behalf of all black people and they're really just courting a white audience and they, uh, you know, totally don't represent the community. And I'm like, maybe, maybe actually we just, you know, the, 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 the direction which all the uh, political leaders and stuff are saying, hey, solidarity this way, like get behind me. We got like, that's the wrong way to solidarity, right? Because like I go that way and all I see is just, more divisive talk like everything is focused on 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 about how Asians are anti-black Asians are anti-black and then that stokes this other extremist position that I see from some Asians that are just like constantly focused on the race of the attacker and I'm like well that's not the point either is it no I'm like maybe it's the other way like we just go away from that altogether because all they talk about is strife and we don't talk about um the stuff that we have in common which is not like, oh, yeah, we both like fried chicken. You know, I'm not talking about that shit. Right. <laughs> I'm talking about like we both have comprador classes. Right. We we all have our version of boba liberals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, And we, we you know, we there, there, there's all these there's like a dominant myth um, written about black people that white liberals just sort of like go by as the unvarnished on, you know, truth. And a lot of black people don't agree with that they're like that's bullshit right um but and same thing with us i think i think there's this version of asians that liberals white liberals like to believe in and a lot of asians are like that's just not true you know like yeah yeah exactly i don't know what you would call that kind of solidarity it's not quite class it's clearly not racial but it is just people who are sick and tired of being gaslit by our own you know, by people that get um, outsized media attention and media power to craft these narratives in in serving their own interests, but in throwing everyone else under the bus. It's like, you know, if it's the same for different racial groups, then we all have more in common along those lines than on others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that, that was one of the most hopeful things I uncovered was yeah. finding out even like we had like Hispanic followers that would be like, oh, yeah, we got those, you know, we got the same those, the same kind of uncles that that say that <laughs> shit all the time. You know, I'm like, yeah. OK, all right. Then, so it's not just us. It's not just fucking us with our, you know, <laughs> Boba Lib class or whatever. But but how to. Yeah. I mean, how to connect the dots on that is a little bit tougher. We've been trying. We're trying to think about it. But it's like ultimately I'm like if there was like a multiracial viewpoint that was being pushed some like in solidarity um, against some of the popular liberal notions out there that itself wasn't just a mouthpiece for the right wing, which is equally sus as or more suspect and and distasteful. Yeah. That's no good either. No one wants that at all. Yeah. I mean, that should be, we should, that should have been that that's like ruled out step one. Like we don't have to talk about that. (laughs) Those people aren't worth talking to either. 
but yeah, it could be interesting, this uh, solidarity among all these groups that are tired of people talking over them, but how to reach them. You know, I feel we're so fractured and distracted. Yeah. Distracted. Like we all, we all got shit. The problem is like, most people have, you know, they just, we just got shit going on in our lives. Like, you know, I'm, I just, one of these people that just happens to have a lot of free time for whatever reason, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are just too fucking busy to, to, yeah. to think about it. And they just, uh, and I just look and I'm like, just damn, we're getting rolled out there. Like Asians are getting fucking rolled all the time. And I'm like, damn, how many more L's can we take? Yeah. Every other day, there's a new article about something bad we did. Yep. Something bad we did collectively, or there's some bullshit, some blanket statement about all of us. And it's just feeding the beast. It's it's a post hoc excuse that if something bad happens to, an, you know, if a Korean elder gets punched in the face, well, you know, I even saw that. Oh, and this is sick. I don't even want to repeat it, but I even saw that with um, the Allen, Texas shooting. What? You know, I I believe I saw something on Twitter about, well, the Korean family that was killed was probably some bourgeoisie or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it was something along those lines or about, or maybe it was speculating as to, oh, they went to one of those fundamentalist Korean churches or, or just some sick fucking thing. And, and it's just... A, have you no common decency and respect as a human? But B, to even go there, I feel like that's where we're at with Asian Americans. And even- what you're talking about is everything I'm pointing out online. It is a yeah. post. It is a like post hoc rationalization yeah. of yeah. violence that you kind of want to see, right? Because you're sick. Yeah, like they're probably fundamentalist Christians. Yeah. Wow, and and that's the reason to blow someone's brains out in front of their kid. And that's why there's such gaslight. I mean, I feel like their primary activity is gaslighting because it's like they have to prove that they're sane and you're insane. Yeah, maybe. Because they need so badly. And and they often win, in my opinion, because it's more urgent for them because they're the ones that are trying to wrap their heads around their own sick urges while we're just trying to get through the day. Like I'm looking at them like zoo animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like looking, observing a bit, sort of curious about how the fuck do you end up like this? Right. You know, like I kind of want to know so it doesn't happen to people yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. or something. But I'm not that invested in myself. Like I don't fear that I'm going to turn into one of these people. So I don't care that much about these interactions. But yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, and, and we have to remember this one kid harping on me is said he was, or he or she, I don't know, was 22. So you think they grew up on these forums, this is all they know. They weren't like us using a rotary phone to, yeah. you know, call someone and, and have to talk to their parents and say, oh, may I speak to so-and-so? They don't know what that's like. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is all they have. Mm. This is all they have. They probably don't even have real friends. And and if you think if a lot of them went to, you know, high school, finished high school during the pandy, during the pandemic, they probably didn't even go to school in person. Mm. They're la- their formative years. So, you yeah. know, they're, these people are not that I yeah. feel bad for them. Fuck them. But at the same time, like th- this is how this stuff, it gets exacerbated. It festers. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. For ass. sure. Crazy for sure. And it, 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 it is. Um, I, but I do think like, I, I just happen to be someone who wants to go collect the data, you know, like, I'm just yeah. like, I gotta yeah. know, like for, for some reason, I'm just like, th- like what th- th- this is because, 
I'm like, what you're saying so reminds me of the shit that I'm seeing out in the in the bigger world that like I I I I am starting to feel like there is a um a growing almost organized persecution of Asians. Oh sure, yeah, right. It's like becoming like top to bottom, like right. all rungs and all spectrum. Now it's right and left. Exactly. And, and I'm like, holy shit, this is getting bad. Although we were just saying these people are nuts, they have psychological problems, whatever. Some of the stuff they say, and I know I've joked about this on Twitter, some of the stuff they say is identical to a published article by one of these Asian American studies professors. Some of it is word for word what they say. It might not have the cursing, the craziness, the sarcasm, right? But fundamentally what they're saying is identical. And that's the scary part. And no, Mm -hmm. I don't think these professors read their shit. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that, but yeah, it is definitely this nebulous thing that's out there. And the fact that published work, research, funded research is sounds identical to these kids is pretty scary because it shows how normalized it's got like the stamp of approval on it, which is really disturbing. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Well, they're scratching each other's backs because that class of Asian, I think, is trying to take they're trying to slough off because I think that they themselves and they I mean, in a broad in a broad sense, like, um, uh, you know, upper upper professional managerial class Asians or whatever you want to call it, that class of which I'm probably a part myself um, that um, that we are. Um, but I do see a tendency among this class to s- sort of collectively collectively slough, slough off uh, the degree to which we are complicit with um, the problem, with, uh, you know, a really rapacious form of capitalism, how we are complicit with, well, I'm not, I'll speak for myself, um, how we are complicit with that and how you know, the police are um, agents of our own protection and all this stuff. And, and, and it's all fucking true, but it's true for us or for me or uh, well, look, uh, whoever wants to identify, <laughs> raise your hand, <laughs> but, but, but it is true and it's an ugly truth. And, but it's much easier because we have the ability to slough it off and say like, okay, this is an Asian thing, but, primarily like that other group of Asians over there. They're very visible Asians. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, the, I look at this pattern and I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I think this rhymes with anti-Semitism. And uh, yeah. if that's true, it, it makes me really scared because I'm like, that's a very serious problem. <laughs> you know, you don't want to rhyme with that. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's, like, it's on all fronts. Yeah. It, it permeates every aspect of it. And mm-hmm. and when you're persecuted in, in certain ways, you become the thing that they that they don't like. Yes, right? you, it, it it compounds on it mm-hmm. because this is a this is a search for the bottom, right? Like this is yeah. a they're looking for the short straw. You know, they're looking right. for the person on the on the boat to eat, yeah. and uh, and part of me is like starting to really fear that it's like poor immigrant Asian groups in America that are, that are like most vulnerable to this right now. Yeah. And Asian, their own Asian, um, American compatriots are gleefully selling them out. 
Yeah, which also creates another problem because they're going to see this and they're going to think, well, the easiest way for me to avoid being eaten is to become one of those shitty chuds. Yeah. Right? To, mm-hmm. to identify even more with shitty chud behavior. Yeah. And, and shitty chud values. It's getting really bad. I mean, some of yeah. the stuff I see is like just insane. I, I mean, mean, wouldn't you though? If if you're gonna get eaten, I don't want to get eaten. I, yeah. I'm gonna identify. You know, I'm gonna get my gun and I'm gonna whatever. Right? I'm gonna identify more with. You know, I'm gonna start being anti my own people because I don't want to get eaten. That that's what happens. That's what the, happens with every persecuted group. This is a literal tweet that I saw today by someone, funnily enough, called Karen Esquire. Oh, um, she's, and she's Chinese American. Oh, I saw that. Okay, yeah. So I just want to read this for for uh, posterity. Oh, we Lord. should be brutally honest about it. The probability is higher. Ranking ethnic Chinese by loyalty. Oh, Americans number one biracial. Number two more than third generation. Next first to second generation, and in this order from mainland before two thousand, from Singapore, Philippines, then from Taiwan, whiteies who studied in mainland. Uh, those from Indonesia and Malaysia, and then the worst are from mainland post two thousand. Oh, wow. And then, and then there's another set for non-Americans. This is the order: Hong Kong, most most uh, loyal, I guess, to Americans. Hong Kong, Singapore, Philippines, Japan, Taiwan, Indonesia, Malaysia, and then bottom mainland China. Of wow. course, this is a generalization, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's insane. Yeah, it, it sort of is like a hit list. It is. It really is. It, it's like here's who you should attack first, and yeah. here's the camp guard position. Yeah. Which I'm auditioning for. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Wow. I I, I, po- I responded to it with like um, the the two bobs from uh, from uh, Office Space where <laughs> they they end up asking uh, <laughs> they're like what what would you say you do here and uh, what was the boss's name he they because they were pissed at him and suddenly they turn on the boss and yeah um. And I'm like, dude, you're going to get, like, where do you fall on this list? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you're at the top, yo. (laughs) So. Well, at least, at least someone like her is honest. Unlike these people we've been arguing with about this stuff. At least she's just coming out and saying it. Yeah. I mean, I, I quote tweet it. And, and, and I I said, I appreciate the frank honesty. I said, you know, if you're going to lay all your cards out on the table and just say something like, you know, yeah. biracial Chinese are inherently more trustworthy than full, full wow. blooded Chinese. I'm like, okay, just wow. say it. Just stand yeah. behind it because that's how a lot of shit libs think anyway, but they won't say it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you got to somehow respect someone's willingness to lay it all out there instead of someone who, who still deigns to care about what other people think. Basement right. shit lords thinking that they're leading the revolution. Exactly. I mean, it's just so disgusting. And yeah, uh, no, these people are just deranged. They're deranged. Hopefully, you know, th- this stays within the level of thoughts and spewing out stuff on Twitter, and it doesn't turn into violence or, or worse. Right? I mean, that's all one. I, th- I think another important thing, as far as the pod goes, is that you know I do think that um, the polarization now. And you know the the, extre- the extremism found all throughout um, American media and politics is driving a lot of like younger, somewhat younger Asians towards leftist spaces, mm-hmm. thinking that leftist spaces don't have um, problems with this. 
And right. so I feel like there's a special danger. And I saw this with like Ray, you know, like Ray, mm-hmm. that, that account is like, it, there's a higher probability, I think, for Asian, like sort of dissident minded people who like might listen to this pod, for example, suddenly like just kind of like lower your guard when you are dealing with these leftist spaces, quote leftist spaces. And then you realize like, wait, this is a highly toxic group too. But yeah. you don't really want to dispute them because like you kind of back their politics because they're like mm-hmm. edgy, dissident in the kind of same way you want to be. You know, maybe they back some of the ideas you back about anti-capitalism and all this stuff. Um, but then the social dynamic is really toxic. And it's, but it's your, I feel like their guard is down a little bit more yeah. because of the political orientation. It's a very dangerous assumption that, you know, leftist spaces are inherently less anti-Asian because they're purportedly less racist in general to everyone. But I think that anti-Asianness is definitely a sticking point. But, you know, I do talk to people in real life, not just off on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, and you'd be surprised, though, at, at how many Asian Americans you know, leftist people in, in DSA, for instance, you'd be surprised at how many people do recognize this, though. Maybe they don't say it out loud. Maybe they can't say it out loud for for reasons. But yeah, I do think people recognize this. That's good. Fortunately, yeah, because I've had conversations with people in real life who do recognize this, that there is definitely a racial resentment um, that white people like white leftists harbor towards Asians and it's racial. It, it's nothing else. It's not necessarily class. It's not, but you know, cause these people all go oh, to but they'll, they'll disguise it a million ways. Yeah, I'm exactly. Sure. Yeah. Right, 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 right. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I, I, I feel like a litmus test for me is just like, are, will I be given space to talk freely about this or yeah. am I going to get attacked? And then eventually someone's going to call me a Hitler, uh, a right. Hitlerian or something like that. And if, if I start getting Joe. called Stormfront or Hitler or whatever, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm out because you're yeah. insane. Like this is, this is a yeah. toxic fucking group. I'm out. And it's just like in court, you're inadmissible. You just said some shit inadmissible. I'm done. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you. Right. Go go eat your burnt hot pockets and yell at your mom for burning them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, in real life, like the, these are mitigated a little bit by um, the fact that like these are people who are actually willing to go f- meet people face to face. Oh, yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, maybe it's pro- maybe not as bad as uh, on Twitter where you could just be your shittiest self and no one. Yeah, true. That, so. Yeah, that's the optimistic view. Yeah. Yep. So, well, yeah. maybe we can end on an optimistic view. but Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. talk to people, you know, and you'd be surprised to hear that many people share the sentiments that we're expressing today. Yeah, because it's true. Is that it, it, it's not as bad as it looks like these... <laughs> Boba liberals or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. are, are not the only people that are thinking and writing and talking and, you know, even if it feels that way, but, but yep. probably only if you don't go out and, and quote touch grass or whatever. Right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Great. All right. Well, glad I caught you before your, uh, yes. your trip. I hope you have a safe and wonderful trip. Thank you. Um, you know, eat some amazing food yeah. from the sea, preferably. Yeah. Drink some amazing exactly. wine. I just got to get uh, away. It's, it's great to get away from New York. Then you have a chance to miss New York. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll catch up when you're back. Alrighty. Cool. All right. Take care. Everyone. Bye. All right. Bye.